Hi, Pastor Greg here. I'm the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church. You are either listening to the podcast version or you can also watch it live streaming on YouTube or recorded VOD of it. This is a new series and we are going to be going through the book of Colossians. I hope you enjoy this series. So without further introduction, the book of Colossians. All right, so we have been we have been going through this is the the last part of the book of Colossians. We're going to be in chapter 4 today. And the title of this is Salt and Light. It's part 12. And if we'll go to the next screen, the next slide, and we're going to step through these because we have been learning about uh, last week we learned about how to witness and we learned that in order to witness we need to have the mind of Jesus and to have the mind of Jesus is to have the character of Jesus and to have the character of Jesus is to know truth and to know truth is to know Jesus and to know Jesus is to know God and to know God is to love him that we might live that whole entire thing is built upon that whole character. Remember, we talked about performance versus trust versus character, and that how you can have high performance, but if you have low trust, you have low character, you are a toxic individual because you're all about the doing instead of about the character. And when Navy SEAL team is looking for a member on their deal, they have found that high performance, a person that can do a lot, but has very low trust, that they are, such, they are so toxic to the people around them. And when Paul was developing this book of Colossians, he first deals with the people's character and the relationship with God first. And then once he deals with the character and the relationship with God, then he starts talking about the performance and starts talking about how we actually act and what we're supposed to do. And so we're in the last, last chapter of this in the next section. So I'm going to be reading from Revelation chapter 12, looking at verse 11. And this verse is, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by, by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you for what you do and how you work in our hearts. And Father, um, I just pray that we may just have a wonderful time fellowshipping with you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. We are in the last portion of Colossians, and I have enjoyed, I, I really hope that you've enjoyed this, this series. Um, I know I definitely have enjoyed this series a lot, and uh, it just keeps on, it just keeps on um, coming back and back to me over and over and over again. And so in Colossians chapter 4, I'm just going to read the last portion, and then we're going to go through it. Um, it starts in verse 2. We ended on verse 1 last week. And in verse 2 of Colossians chapter 4, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in chains 
that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak, walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Tychicus, a beloved brother, faithful minister, and fellow servant in the Lord, will tell you all the news about me. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that he, that he may know your circumstances and comfort your hearts. With Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, they will make known to you all things which are happening here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you with Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, about whom you received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is also called, is called Justice, these are my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, who are of the circumcision. They have proved to be comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you, also always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has a great zeal for you and those who are in Laodicea and those in Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Greet the brethren who are in Laodicea and Nymphos and the church that is in his house. Now when this epistle is read among you, see that it is read also in the church of Laodiceans, and that likewise you read the epistle from Laodicea. And say to Archippus, Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. This salutation by my own hand, Paul. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Amen. Just a, a call out to, to Christians and last instructions. There's a lot of things here, um, and I know that that uh, Mike did a wonderful and beautiful job in going through that in Sunday school class. And I don't know if he's ever going to hit it again, but hopefully he, you know, maybe. And uh, but it was a very very awesome job in that. And there's a lot of portion in this last chapter I'm not going to get. There's only like two things I'm going to draw out from it because there's a lot of things that are really. Let me just put it to you this way, more appropriate for a Bible study rather than, than right now. But there's two things that I really want to draw out. The first one is found in verse 2. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with all things. And that continue in prayer and vigilant. To continue in prayer, and the next one, and vigilant. Vigilant means watching, to give give strict attention to, okay? So when it's saying, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving, okay? And you're not looking for the bad, but you're looking for that which is good. So you're, you're vigilantly watching what's going on in the world. You're vigilantly watching, but with thanksgiving. Now, this is the hard part, because when everything is falling around about you, can you find the things to be thankful for? See, it is. I, right now, I could probably spend the rest of this day telling you about all the things that are going wrong. But what good and what benefit does it for me to tell you about all the things that are going wrong? I would much rather be telling you about the things that God is doing. Because if you think the enemy is the only one talking right now, you are mistaken. God has victories all over this world that the darkness does not want you to know about and doesn't want you to hear about. 
So when you see things going on, that is darkness, with thanksgiving, find the things that are thankful. And the best example of this that I can find, that I know, is Dave Reaver. Now, many people remember when Dave Reaver was here, but that is the one thing. I mean, this is, this is one guy. He says, and, and in his own statement, he says he doesn't know if it was a faulty white phosphorus hand grenade or if a sniper's bullet hit it or not, but it instantaneously goes off. Now, I don't know if you know about white phosphorus hand grenades, but it'll burn in water. They use it to burn up trip wires. They use it to, to do all sorts of stuff, and it goes off right off here. He says that he knows that he was still living because he looked down and he could see his heart still beating. That's how much flesh immediately vaporized from him. He jumped in the water, and when he, and when he surfaced from the water, he, sa he says that he was floating all around himself. He says he was beside himself. But when he surfaced from the water, he said that the other people told him later on, because he couldn't remember it, but the other people says, do you know what you said after that? And he's like, no, I don't know what I said. He says that, that you pointed up to heaven. He says, God, I still believe in you. Now, I don't know if you go through your daily life having a white phosphorus hand grenade going off on, on, right next to you, but I don't think that that's necessarily would be the first thing that would actually be come out of my mouth. But in Dave Reaver's mind, because of his relationship with God, because of his character with God, the thing that was on his lips wasn't, oh, I'm in pain. It was, God, I still believe in you. And because of that, I listened to that ministry when I was young and heard his tapes. It was little cassette tapes, had a little round thing, and you sometimes had to take a pencil and actually rewind it for all those in generations that don't remember that. I listened to his tapes and his testimonies and the amount of teenagers and the amount of lives that found that there is hope, there is salvation. So with thanksgiving giving strict attention to what is going on and finding the things to be thankful for and may that be what was on your speech. Instruction. And it goes back to, to chapter 3, verse 15 uh, of Colossians when it says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. The second one that I want to go through is found in actually two verses. It's found in verses 5 and 6. And in, in Colossians chapter 4, verse 5, it says this, Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. So here he is going into the daily walk, how we ought to conduct ourselves, but not just ourselves to the people around us in the church, but also into the community, so that we walk in wisdom. 
And I would like to actually expound upon the two words. The redeeming means to rescue from loss. And karos, time, means opportunity. Okay? And so, basically, if you're to sum all those up and bring it together, it basically is telling us walk wisely with others and don't, do not allow the opportunity to slip by. Redeem the time. Do not let the opportunity for, for very careful and prudent words to actually come out. Why? Because in the very, very next statement, it's talking about communication. I'm going to have to communicate if I am going to redeem the time. And we've talked about our communicating through our character. That is ultimately important because the, your character of how you present yourself, how you are viewed is important. And then we have also talked about performance, about how we are doing and how we are acting. And now we are going to talk about our communication, our speech, our logos. And logos means our topics, our reasoning, what, what our reasons are, and our motives, our deep heart motives behind. So in verse 6, let your speech always, in the very next word, always, pentot, means not just when we feel like it, not sometimes, and not just when we're in the mood for it, but that at all times, at all times, with grace. All times with grace. And what does that mean? That is the divine influence upon my heart and its reflection in my life. God's grace upon me and what he's doing in my heart. Notice character, once again. Character is way more important. Oh, uh, Greg, I'm doing so much for the church. That's awesome. Uh, how is your personal one-on-one -on -one relationship with God? How's your character? But Greg, aren't you, aren't you more impressed with all the stuff I'm doing? Don't care about what you're doing. I care about your personal relationship with God. That's what matters the most because that kind of character is what's going to communicate more than ever that your speech, what comes out here, is actually coming from what God is doing in your heart at all times. Even when you wake up in the morning and you haven't had your coffee yet. I know that's difficult. That's why I get up at 4 a.m. in the morning. That's all I'm saying. I want to lessen the amount of time of interaction. That's all, you know. That what God is doing in my heart is in my speech at all times. And that's something very important, that it may be seasoned. Arto means to prepare. And the very next one, with salt. Now hold on. You know that salt will make bitter sweet, right? You got that, right? But we're combining salt with grace. So is grace bitter? I don't think so. I think grace is pretty sweet, right? 
then if grace is not bitter and grace is the gift of God and grace is something sweet, then why are we adding salt? So also not to mention in the very next verse in Matthew chapter 5, if you'll flip with me over to Matthew, keep your hand in Colossians, by the way, because we're coming back. This is, this is just a, a short little, little jump over there to Matthew. And in Matthew chapter 5, and looking at verses 13 through 16, Jesus says this, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your God in heaven. So, so in Jesus saying, not only are you the salt, but you're also a reflection of the light. So, oh my word. So to answer this mystery... I looked for what people have discovered in searching God's creation. Now, some people may struggle with science, history, all that stuff, and, that, and that's perfectly fine. I personally believe that God puts so many immense things that if you were to just look out, you can, you can establish God. But also, if you were to dig down deep, you're going to find God. It doesn't matter where you're at. If you look at the sky, if you look at things, you're going to find God. And if you dig down deep to the very core of things, you're going to find God. Did you know that there are scientists for so many things? Did you know that one of which is taste and how food is absorbed by the body? Taste is a chemical sense that activates taste receptors as the food dissolves in the mouth and in the stomach. You have taste receptors in the stomach. These help maintain the body's metabolism and our enjoyment of food. Yes, Greg, I came here to hear a, a ministry about the Bible. I didn't come here to have a science lesson. Okay, give me one second. If you'll bear with me just for a little bit. Of the some 2,000 to 8,000 different taste buds, and each taste bud containing up to 50, uh, 50 to 100 taste cells, one group of cells that are created that is in your body right now lies completely inert lies completely unused until one thing happens. When you combine sweet with salt, there's one taste receptor that God designed in your body that is only activated by salt combining with sweet. It activates the one thing that you have no idea is even there until it's there. It's completely useless or thought useless. So when sweet is combined with sodium, then all of a sudden this one group of cells light up. And then, so then we being salt, witnessing God's grace and love, his light, we activate, you want to go to the next one, activates in other people something that is completely inert. So the grace of God is always there. The glory of God is always there. 
But we are the salt of the earth. When we minister and witness that testimony of God's grace, salt plus God's grace activates something that's a part of the witness. So then, when we look at this, if we read this, our motives at all times reflecting the divine influence upon our hearts prepared prudently. Why? In the very next one, so that we may know how to answer each one. In verse 6, back in. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Next one. You are the light. You reflect the life of Jesus within you. Know how to answer those around you. Keep your saltiness, which means, in the very next one, don't allow either your feelings or the feelings of others about you to diminish the ministry or the witness that Christ has within you. Reflect the very next one. The love of God and the grace of God by the blood of the Lamb. That your testimony will activate that which was inert in the lives around. Stay salty. Revelation 12:11. when we started this, and they cast him out by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. It is so very important that we, in our hearts and our lives, that we allow the grace of God and the character of God and the blood of the Lamb to come out. And this was in in Paul's last deal for Colossians, that your character would minister, that your speech would always reflect that which God is doing in your heart and in your life. Why? It's so very important, because you can activate something in in someone else that lies completely inert, that you don't even know about. God uses you to minister his light. Why would Jesus say, you are the salt of the earth? You're the light. Because of his reflection of what he's doing. The divine influence upon our hearts and our lives, reflecting to there, to out there. And that was the last part of Paul's letter. Our character, our performance, what we put on, what we put off, and how we live. Remember what I said, that one of my greatest passions is to be a witness for Christ by first character, that we witness the light of Christ through character. Because that's, that's, going, to be spe- that's going to be spoken that the heart of thankfulness, God, I still believe in you. No matter what's going on at that point in time, no matter what the news channels are saying, no matter what the things that are going on, I still believe in what God can do. I still believe that God is still in control. I believe that God brings healing to the land. I believe that God has the grace and the mercy to lead people in a relationship with him. And I believe that God can change hearts and God can change lives. Let's pray.
Father, I want to thank you for this day and I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you for who you are and what you do. I pray, Father, that you be glorified in our hearts and our minds. And as we go out, Father, I pray that we may put you first. I pray, Father, that we may allow the divine influence that you're doing upon our hearts and lives to be reflected to our neighbors, to our people that we walk around, to the people that we are around. In your name I pray, amen and amen. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast or watching this video. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to listen or watch past broadcasts, you can go to agjordanmt.com. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful day.